Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you, 134 in Edmonton. Again, coming up today at uh, 430 on 630 Chad's Afternoons with Jalen Knight. New COVID 19 restrictions expected to be announced for the province at a press conference at 430. Um, what can we expect to hear? And what measures would microbiologist Jason Tetro personally recommend for the province? He will join Jalen and I just after two o'clock. I'm going to get to a text a little bit later from former defenseman Mark, and some of you aren't going to like it, but that comes with the territory. But before we do, Former defenseman Ian joins us right now. Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. They're not playing this year in the Canada West season. I think Ian knows my feelings on what transpired on that front, dating back to an initial cancellation of the season back in June. However, the Alberta Golden Bears are scheduled to take on the World Junior Team, the hopeful Saturday and Sunday in Red Deer. And we welcome back to the show Ian Herbers. Hi, Ian. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Thank you. I haven't seen you, man, in like two and a half months. This is crazy. I, every second week, I try to sneak <laughs> down and go watch you guys play on a Friday or Saturday night if we were if the Oilers weren't playing and you guys were in town. Uh, so, help educate our listeners here. Have you? What's going on with like? We know the game's coming up. Have you guys had a chance to regularly practice? What's been going on with your program? Well, like you said, it's been a funny hockey season. Uh, we have been practicing. We've been practicing Monday to Friday uh, every day of the week. Um, our guys have been good. The energy level's been good the first two months, September and October. It's been a ton of individual skills. Once we confirmed we were going to play the Team Canada, uh, the last week or this week and past week, we've been starting to work systems, fire play, penalty kill, D-zone, touch base, teaching new things, uh, getting into strategy of the game and our guys have been very good and just kind of finalizing the last couple of days here and hopefully we get to play this weekend all right uh have you guys been regularly tested no we were tested this morning though hockey canada sent up uh, a couple testers up to the u of a we got tested a couple of officials even got tested with us uh and just a small group will be going down 20 players uh three coaches and two trainers and everybody's fine how quickly do they have the results of the test? Uh, two days. Oh, two days. It's a quick one. So we should know by Thursday. We should all be emailed, and everybody should be given the information. Hopefully we're clear and clean. We've had a few COVID scares throughout the month, last month and a half, uh, but everybody's been good, and our procedures and process at the U of A and with athletics and the university and the hockey team have worked like they're supposed to. 
So you've had guy. I mean, so if, if your guys have not been regularly tested, but if guys have had symptoms, they've been pulled out, they haven't been skating with the team and that sort of thing? Yeah, if anybody, we every morning our guys answer a questionnaire before they come in. If there's even a hint of that or not sure, it's just automatic. Stay away, go get tested, and we'll and we'll deal with you know what comes. Um, so far, all our players have tested uh, negative. We've been good. There's been close contacts, and everybody's kind of I guess definition of close contacts is a little bit different at times. Um, so we've had guys sitting out for two weeks here and there, different spots. We had half the team at one point. Uh, missing a, a 10 days after a close contact and everybody's tested got tested came back negative and we've been all good so far knock on wood uh how much of your team did you lose from because you're not playing i mean you're, i guess you're playing hopefully you're playing the two games this weekend i'm hearing you might even be playing more than two games but did you end up pretty much getting the team that you recruited all our recruits stayed with the program. Uh, they've been fantastic so far in the three months here, two and a half months that we've been skating. Uh, been doing well academically, been doing very well on the ice. Uh, we got speed, skill, and character, which you like. We got depth, we got some forwards, we got some defensemen. Uh, picked up a couple goalies. We did lose a number of players from last year's team. Some guys graduated, some finished school but had a year of eligibility and it wasn't worse for them coming back, they thought. Uh, and a couple guys over the summer just with COVID going on and life going on, they just figured hockey and university at U of A wasn't for them and decided to move on to different things. It's got to be an incredibly different experience for your players. You're not in class, right? Nobody's in class. Uh, no, so just a lab here and there. That's about it. That's about it. So everybody's doing stuff online. And then you're, what time do you guys practice each day, by the way? Uh, 7.30 in the morning. We started that this oh, season, man. and the guys in the past, when I was first with the Bears, the first stint, uh, we talked about and just couldn't get the ice and couldn't get the logistics, and finally we got to make work this summer, and it's been great for our guys. They've come fresh with a ton of energy, been enthusiastic, uh, been on time. We start right at 7.29, 7.28. Some days I get blowing the whistle, and, and we're bouncing around there. We haven't had a full day of school and classes and all the other distractions and practicing late after afternoon so it's worked out really well for us so far uh do you think it'll work out that well when all the university employees come back once we get back up and ramped up and everybody's got to be working at eight o'clock in the morning uh well i get in at six thirty or so we get in so at least we beat traffic and we get the good parking spots at stadium park eight as you there know there you go there you <laughs> which is a good positive right there why was it that i always ended up on that top level in the winter and why do you think that was because i rolled in about 10 o'clock each day when i was working for athletics that's it. I'm surprised you were even able to get a spot up there some days. Well, uh, you know, it might have had something to do with being there for about 30 hours every weekend. So uh, <laughs> just just in terms of, uh, so you're going to be taking on, as it stands right now, the games are a go, right? Yes, as far as I know. Okay. And it's the two games this weekend. Uh, you, got pretty, you must have close to a healthy squad then, is that correct? Uh, everybody's good. No injuries, no sickness. We, uh, we're we light this year. We had a really good recruiting class, but we decided to carry a smaller numbers because of no season. So we have one next. We have 13 forwards, seven defensemen, uh, and four goalies. So we was able to go to two practice sessions when we were doing all our skill work. 
Ian Herbert's joining us, head coach, the Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, he's won two national championships in the five seasons that he's coached the team. Of course, last year there was no national championship, but your team got upset by UBC. Um, I'm just just kind of working my way through the lineup here. If you're a listener to the show, you're, you're going to be focused on the Canadian players, obviously. Um, are there a couple guys that maybe fans should keep an eye on from your team? You've coached in the NHL. You've been a head coach in the American Hockey League that have got chances to go to the next level, like a Luke Philp did a couple of years ago when he broke his ankle in the uh, national championship game against uh, New Brunswick, but was leading Calgary's farm team in Stockton in goal scoring last year uh, when the pause happened. So is there anybody that maybe uh, the listeners should keep an eye on if they're watching Team Canada play the Bears Saturday or Sunday? Now, there's a number of guys, actually, Bob. They've been very good so far, but just off, I guess, off the top of my head, Noel Philp, I think, has had a fantastic summer. He's uh, taken that next step. He, he's worked very hard and proven right now that he's ready to make that jump here shortly. Um, also, Grayson Polinchuk is always fantastic. He's uh, the same consistency over and over, just plays hard up and down speed, big shot down the wing, just plays a hard, determined game all the time. Uh, Matt Fontaine, who will be starting in our lineup this year after redshirting all last year uh, a guy that played for the Barracuda the year before in the American Hockey League uh, he has aspirations of playing and he has the speed quickness and smarts to play again in the American Hockey League uh, back and probably um, you got guys like Kurchenko and Dawson Davidson who are very gifted and skilled and poised with the puck he's running our top power play and uh, has looked very good so far in camp now you had you've just coached the one game against Team Canada before is that correct yeah, I think that was my first or second year, Bob, back with the Bears. Yeah, I think it was your first year, and you guys were up like, you jumped them pretty quickly in that game. Were you not up like 3 nothing five minutes into the game? Yeah, well, it wasn't their strongest team. I think that was Nuge's, uh, Nuge's year. He was down there in Calgary as well, but he was sitting out that game. So they were going through evaluations in their process to get their team ready and everything else. But uh, I, I, I don't know if they were really aware of the way we play and the way we like to come after teams and then we just carried our game right over into that game and had a great start and and played very well and played sort of with it didn't i mean i i think it's fair to say you guys might have had a chance to kind of take the boots to them as the game wore on and anyways it was a 4-1 victory uh the goaltenders you mentioned you have four goalies do you know yet whether or not you're using team canada's goalies or your goalies um, we're using Team Canada's this weekend. Uh, all our forwards and defensemen got tested in the coaching, so none of our goalies got tested today, so they won't be going down. Okay. Uh, and that's what happened to us last time. I think last time, actually, we had Brassois and, and Jake Patterson or maybe something like that as our okay. goalies when we played for Team Canada, when we played against Team Canada before. All right. Well, uh, and so it's the two games, Saturday and Sunday. They'll both be on TSN. And is there a possibility, because I thought Team Canada was supposed to then play Mount Royal in Calgary. Is that going to come to fruition, or is it still to be determined? Uh, Mount Royal, I, I believe, is confirmed for the following weekend, and uh, Calgary's uh, they're still in the process, still still discussing it for that December 12th, 13th weekend. If not, uh, we'll probably jump all over that weekend and get another weekend series. As you know, that they'll be down close to their numbers and getting into their final preparation. So that that will be an extremely tough weekend. Ian, how crazy is this? I mean, you've been around the game um, dating all the way. I mean, we're we're the same age, so it's been you know close to forty years now. I mean, is you ever seen anything like it? It's just wild, isn't it? 
really with yeah, what's happening. It's, it's just a different hockey season now. Watching playoff hockey in August and then nothing in November and October, and it's just it's been crazy. But I was, I was saying on another show earlier today, it's been actually nice for me uh, for September and October because we went to those two groups, small groups. I let my assistant coaches, guest coaches run all the drills and skills. Every once in a while, I'd run something. But it gave me more time to go around and help the players, work with players, a little bit of individual instruction, uh, get to know them better. So it was a great experience for me, and I hopefully the guys enjoyed it. You see the improvement after two months with a lot of the players. Uh, our trivia answer today was Wayne Van Dorp. I think you just missed him in the American Hockey League. I think you were playing at the U of A uh, when he was playing in the AHL during your minor pro days. Was there a couple guys? I mean, you're a big man. You're six foot five, and you probably played at about two hundred and thirty pounds. But were there a couple players that you always knew where they were on the ice because they could uh, put the boots to you if they started chucking? That's every team. Every team back then had somebody. Even the goal scorers were were tough too. So it's you didn't take anybody lightly. That's when you took somebody lightly. That's when you ended up on your backside or knocked out or or worse. So uh, everybody was a challenge, and everybody else had to keep your head up. That's a very political answer. Uh, who'd you have your best? Who, who'd you who'd you have your best pro fight with or best uh, junior fight with? Oof, I don't. I don't know, Bob. That's. That's, uh, you only had about a, you only had about 150 of them along the way, so I just yeah. try to you know I mean you fought. Well, a few. My 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 motto was like the Christmas spirit: it's better to give than receive. So that's what I tried to do. That obviously didn't always happen and wasn't always the case, but I like to carry that Christmas spirit into those kind of competitions. Now you never fought Tenorti as a pro, right? Uh, we almost went one game. We played together in Lethbridge. Uh, right. we, we ran into each other in one game. It was in Dallas, I believe. Uh, we kind of eyed each other and uh, didn't. Yeah. Very good person, very strong man, very tough man. Oh, he was—he could chuck him. He had—I mean, I remember when he broke in and he fought Probert, and he took a couple shots, and I was like, "Man, that guy can take a punch." And even late in his career, I remember he just dusted off Alex Stoyanov. It was awesome. He yeah, had, no. terrific. He had the long, gangly arms and that, so that reach really helped him out, and he, he used it well. The one guy that gave him a bit of a run, he got the jump on him, was Gator, was Jason Smith. When Jason was with the uh, Maple Leafs, uh, Tenorti was in front of the net and kind of, you know, cross-checking guys the ice, and Smith came in, and Smith landed the first shot, so Tenorti was a bit on the defense, but it was a pretty good rock'em, sock'em uh, robots uh, tilt there. You know what I mean? Like well, uh, anything can go. You can, some, everybody can have their day where they're either getting knocked out or winning a fight that they shouldn't win. I remember, um, remember Joseph Chernick? Yes. We were down in uh, Portland playing the, the uh, what, I can't even remember their name, but it was uh, New Jersey's farm team or somebody else's farm team, and Killer Kaminsky was playing there. And Cherney gave it to Killer Kaminsky, cut him open for about 20 across the forehead uh, in a fight. And uh, that was Joseph's only fight, I believe, the whole time there, so. Killer Kaminsky, for the listeners that aren't aware, he's about five foot eleven, about two hundred and five pounds, maybe. Was he that much out of the Saskatoon? Yeah, yeah, depending, yeah, depending. But he was right around there. He was he he was game and could fight anybody and would fight anybody. And your check beat him up. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it was just uh, just one of those, you know. Some it happens to everybody. So fight long enough and get into those kind of situations enough time, it's going to happen. Ian, I look forward. I can honestly say this: I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys play a couple games on TSN this weekend. Best of luck. Well, our guys are chomping at the bit. Our last game was in February, and you know how that finished. So our guys have something to prove. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Uh, one of these days we'll have a seven up again. <laughs> Thank All you. right. Sounds good. Yvette, thanks, that is Bob. Yvette. Thanks, you. That's Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, joining us on Oilers Now. Uh, I played against Ian. Uh, yeah, he was huge. <laughs> Guys that grew up playing against him, you just leave him alone. Uh, you can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Do you want to mention to you, Royal Pizza, the best pizza in the city, still making it great. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup. And takeout options for a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. Brendan Escott's recommendation, it has to be the Texan at Royal Pizza. Ian Herbers, by the way, was our Oilers Now headliner. Brought to you by Touchback Safety from Fall Protection to Fort Cliff Training. Trust the experts at touchbacksafety.com. Your safety is their goal. We'll take a one-minute break, come back, uh, tell you a little about this day in Oilers history, and wrap the show. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. And Escott's going to tell you about this day in Oilers history, but we kind of gave you a little bit of a uh, precursor to that. But go for it, Brendan. You're up. In 1987, the Oilers acquire the second overall pick from 1985's draft, future 50-goal scorer Craig Simpson, along with Chris Joseph, Dave Hannon, and Mo Mantha from the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Paul Coffey, Dave Hunter, and Wayne Van Dorp. All right, here we go. Former defenseman Marcus Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Some of you are not going to agree with what he has to say. The NHLPA wants to get upset about relative pennies when comparing with the other three major sports. The NHL was better than the NBA pre-Magic and Bird. What happened? Mark says the NHL never properly marketed their stars, period. The NHL has never celebrated their diversity. They've never made a spectacle of their inclusivity. If the NHLPA wants to whine, look in the mirror. Their TV contracts are a direct reflection of the crappy product they put out for years. You've got a 50-50 arrangement in place. Try pretending you're a business owner and suck it up. Most successful businesses don't make money for years. Try that on. I've got a feeling there is no stomach for that dose of reality. Uh, that one comes to us from Mark. Well, a couple things um, regarding hockey versus, but I, I don't think there's any question that the NBA has done a way better job marketing their stars than hockey. But the nature of basketball, where the star player, like how many games, Brendan, would LeBron play, or how many minutes in a game would LeBron play in the playoffs? Out of 48 minutes. Like, what would you play? 36? 40? Yeah, 36 to 40 minutes, right? Like, you can have your best five players on the court in basketball for at least 75% of the game, right? I mean, they have a sixth-man award in basketball. The NHL is a different game. So that in itself makes it easier to celebrate the stars in basketball than they do in hockey. I mean, we're lucky in Edmonton. Right now, we have two of the five best players in the world on the team. We've probably got the most dynamic player the league has seen since Bobby Orr. As good as Wayne Gretzky was in terms of 
the obscene numbers he put up during the course of his career. Connor McDavid, we've not seen a guy this skilled, this fast since Bobby Orr. I mean, he's just on another complete level. Uh, the NHL has never celebrated their diversity. Uh, they've never made a spectacle of their inclusivity. Hmm. I think society has moved a bit in that regard, especially uh, since what occurred here over the last eight or nine months. Uh, the TV contracts are a direct reflection of the crappy product they put out for years. I will, I will say this. There has been a real effort in hockey to sort of protect average, protect the average player. Don't highlight the star too much. We don't like star-centric egos in hockey. It's kind of a nature of the sport, whereas I think it is more acceptable in some other sports. It just comes with it. Like you look at the NFL, the rules have been put in place to benefit the stars, the quarterbacks. Can't hit the quarterback late. Can't hit, you know, you can't follow through on a hit and your hand swats at the quarterback's head. It's 15 uh, yards every time. I mean, it, it wasn't always like that. You, if you have, one day, Brendan, I'm going to get you to tweet out heavy hits from the 1980s. There'd be a flag on every single hit. They're all headshots. They're all hitting guys late. In the NHL, it's opened up a little bit, but there's still one thing that limits the star power in the NHL: the size of goaltender equipment. And even there, they've come down to a more streamlined approach. So there you go. TV contracts are what the TV contracts are. They're huge in Canada for hockey and not as big in the States. It's just the reality and the inevitability of the situation. But thank you uh, to the texter, Mark, texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Again, 4.30 today for the presser with Jason Kenny and Dr. Dina Hinshaw with uh, more restrictions undoubtedly coming. Tomorrow we got a full show. We'll have Brian Lawton from the NHL Network, David Staples, who doesn't just cover the orders in his cult of hockey blog, but also is Post Media's guy in Edmonton on all things COVID. NHL insider John Shannon. Special thanks to Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta and Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Stay safe. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 630 Chat Afternoons with Jayla Nye. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat.